Welcome to Radio 5G, where we sort fact from fiction, conspiracy from falsehood, reality from the unknown. And by doing so, we change the collective consciousness of humanity. A production of CosmicReality.com Welcome to Radio 5G's Cosmic Soup, a pre-recording playing December 5th, 2023. The first show is with Seth Holhouse interviewing Dr. Robert Young. This show was from December 2022. Two weeks ago, we played another interview between the two that was current. In that show, Dr. Young said, The body does not put out a biological energy field. The biological energy field creates the body, among much more, and I became a fan. I honestly became a fan. Today we hear what Dr. Young said two years ago about the connection between 5G and the Vax. It is a must-hear explanation of what it was really all about. We follow with Tucker Carlson talking about what the government knows about UFOs, and another clip from Dolores Cannon, very informative, if you have ever wondered about God and the current revolution of awareness. Thank you for listening. Appreciate your participation. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Man in America. I'm your host, Seth Holhouse. So today I'll be sitting down with Dr. Robert Young. Now, Dr. Young is widely considered one of the top research scientists in the world, especially when it comes to researching at a cellular level, but also understanding how electromagnetic frequencies and items such as 5G, 4G affect our body. But he's also done extensive research into how these radio frequencies affect and interact with the vaccine and what's coming in with the vaccine. So I can tell you that the conversations I've had so far with him have really made me question what I thought I knew about COVID and the vaccine. So I hope you enjoy this, but I hope you're ready to enter into a discussion that might change the way that you view what's happening right now in this world. All right, folks, let's go ahead and jump into this interview with Dr. Robert Young. So Dr. Young, thank you so very much for joining us today. It's great to have you here. Well, it's uh, it's it's a pleasure to be uh, uh, you know have this interview and to, to be on your platform and thank you for your invitation. Oh, absolutely. So, can you go ahead and start by just giving us a little bit of background in your specialty and your in your expertise and what led you into the research that you're now doing today? Well, it was definitely line upon line, precept upon precept, here a little or there a little. I ne never anticipated uh, this particular direction, uh, but uh, I've been involved in, in the health and wellness uh, sector for about 46 years. Uh, so, you know, um, it, these subjects have kind of evolved, but one thing led to another thing that led to another thing. I think as you look back on it, you're not anticipating this, but you realize, you know, the steps that have taken that have led you to this particular point. So uh, it, nothing generally happens by accident. And, you know, so my my research has been basically, in fact, my my dissertations are focused on biochemistry and microbiology. Uh, and, and one of my dissertations, which is pathological blood coagulation, really 
set the stage for me to understand what was going on with uh, blood clots and and uh, this uh, the symptoms of what are called uh, uh, C19 or, or SARS, severe acute respiratory problems uh, that are related specifically to uh, the high altitude sickness or to or to um, pulmonary embolisms or blood clots uh, where you're basically choking to death because you're not getting enough oxygen. You're not removing out uh, the various toxins that need to be removed. And so, you know, that was a paper that I wrote, uh, you know, probably 20 years ago, maybe maybe longer, 25 years ago. But as far as the cascade of blood clotting, which is happening, uh, you know, you know, which is being accelerated by these inoculations specifically, and particularly some of the genetic material they're putting in there uh, is is causing injury uh, to the epithelial protective cells which line the the blood vessels, which, when of course damage causes, you know, this cascade of production of proteins, which leads to fibrinogen and cross-linking of this particular protein that leads to blood clots. And so blood clotting is 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 one of the the major uh, challenges with the uh, the injuries that are going on. And and of course, early in the game, we really we 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 when I say we, I mean there there's other people involved besides myself, but but I was the one to release it in February of 2021, and, and the continue the writing of that particular article has been seen by several millions of people around the world. It was eventually published a few months ago um, in a science, ACTA scientific journal, uh, and the article was the non the 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 undisclosed ingredients in the. Uh, the vax, you know, in the in in the jabs that people have been receiving, and of course the white sheet on this is is blank basically. So I think a lot of people know this, and 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 of course when asked about the ingredients, of course that's uh, denied by many of the man, uh, uh, pharmaceutical companies as as private or or secret and and uh, cannot be revealed. But one of the things we found, of course, is graphene. And specifically, graphene oxide, which in the body at certain temperatures uh, 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 can uh, become graphene hydroxide, and and actually seeing the morphology on this uh, and how it accumulates because it is magnetic, it has the ability to self-assemble, and so graphene has been the major component of these uh, jabs. And you kind of ask your question, what's graphene doing in inoculation? It's kind of like ask as a major ingredient, and it's not disclosed. We, I have a quick that question be... for you to jump in. Is So when you say that there's graphene in these the vaccines, and just so you know, we won't be putting this on YouTube or any places that would censor it, so we can have a very open and realistic conversation about things. But So mm-hmm. are you looking into, um, through microscopy, looking at the actual vaccine you know, liquid and, and finding the graphene? Are you also analyzing the blood or the cells of those who have been vaccinated and finding um, elements of this graphene oxide? 
Uh, yes, yes, and yes. All, all of the all of the above. I mean, it's we're looking at vaccinated, not uh, unvaccinated. We're looking at the vials. Uh, they're very difficult to get a hold of now. Uh, but initially, it was you know it, it was significantly less challenging. But but the answer is yes. Um, and and as far as identification inside the vials or inside the blood. The type of methodology was not just, you know, a, a research, you know, dark field or face contrast or bright field microscope, but but using fluorescence, using spectroscopy, using SEM and TEM, which are transmission electron microscopy and scanning electron microscopy, you can identify nanotechnology through spectroscopy. You can ident- identify its uh, it's uh, uh, it's energetic. It's called directed energy spectroscopy, but you can you can identify it by its you know its frequency by its electron concentration. So these types of things can can be can be determined. Um, and having access to that equipment is is always challenging, but um, because of the cost of it. And uh, but yes, that's the that's the methodology, and I spelt that out in the paper, uh, uh, the complete methodology. But but seeing it in live blood was is is quite uh, alarming and horrific and and surprising to say the least uh, that you're seeing you know heavy metals you know uh, and you're actually seeing these these uh, uh carbon you know aggregations symplasts we call them of uh not not just outside in the plasma but but inside the white blood cells and and inside the red blood cells and the damage that it causes and what it leads to and so this 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 really brought me to a point where i started describing uh the corona effect which was the compromised environment of the vascular fluids and of the interstitial fluids, which led to the deterioration of the cell membrane, which gave rise to the crowning effect. And, and of course, I have pictures of those that I put within this paper. And over the last two years, there's been 26 other researchers, besides including myself, which have done similar approaches uh, looking at the vials, looking at the blood uh, to identify its morphology, to identify its uh, its characteristics, uh, you know, and to view it, uh, not just its structure, but also to look inside these, uh, these nanolipid capsids, which I took pictures of uh, in February of 2021. I was talking about the 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 uh the actual carrier of this and what was inside that was which was identified using TEMS and also using uh uh spectroscopy was a majority of uh things uh specifically graphene and then also discovering uh the one of the other vectors that was carrying uh the genetic material which was parasites so parasites is a is a vector for 
delivering uh, genetically modified RNA or DNA, uh, as well as the eggs of Trampanosoma cusi uh, parasites and toxoplasma parasites, which have been identified in the uh, uh, in the actual uh, nanolipid capsid. And we're talking about things that are uh, less than 35 nanometers. When you're talking about graphene, you're talking about something that's 0.1 nanometers. So we're talking about billions of a nanometer at 0.1. So it's very, very small stuff. And you can't see it unless it aggregates, and it does, in the blood. And so when that happens, the person's either dead or, you know, or near death. And what I came to the conclusion of, uh, which I actually reported on in 2020, uh, was the connection with 3G, 4G, and 5G. And, and that really started out with my work in 1998, where I was looking at the exposure of uh, electromagnetic frequencies on the human biofield and how it affected how it affected the blood and that research was a double blinded study that i was commissioned through uh, the uh, uh, q-link company uh, that asked me to to look at this in relationship to the effects of emf and what one could do to protect themselves from that of course i had no financial interest in it so there was no conflict of interest uh i did the research and published the paper with Beverly Rubick in 2001 in the International uh, Journal of Complementary and Alternative Medicine. So that was published in 2001. So we're talking 20-plus years later, and we're talking about the same subject of the effects of electromagnetic fields and how now with the Wi-Fi and Bluetooth, how they're connecting us up to the internet of bodies and that's that's where the graphene comes in because it's great it's a great uh, receiver and transmitter of electromagnetic fields and because so basically it's, it's, if i understand it correctly ahead. that you're finding that the people that are getting the vaccine they're having this graphene oxide injected into their body into their bloodstream into their cells and that is then you know, so you've you know for you know say twenty plus years been studying the effects of these electromagnetic fields on the human body, whereas now what you're seeing mm-hmm. is that we have this substance inside of us that's that, not me personally, but inside the folks that got the vaccine that is reacting to these these electromagnetic fields that are being emitted by cell phones. Or now, what about the? I'll pull up an image here. What about the like the five G towers like that we see? You know, here you go, uh, folks that are watching. Maybe you've seen, you know, a farm next to you that always had a, you know, a, a big antenna, but all of a sudden it has these vertical-looking um, uh, yeah. antennas on it, right? So these are the five G that you know I've noticed. These the rectal antenna uh, antennas are. Um, uh, you can see the wires uh, coming into that. Uh, there's generally between uh, eight to ten. And each one of those uh, carry approximately uh, three megawatts of power. So you know you could you could actually have on a tower, uh, 
you know, a significant amount of power that it goes well beyond just delivering data, receiving and delivering data. This, this, this is what you're viewing here is a bioweapon. Uh, it's, it's actually a bioweapon that, that can actually do harm. It's a, you know, uh, within a 25 mile radius. Uh, and I call them a, a stick with, with microwave, you know, capacity. Micro, microwaves, uh, operated at a certain frequency that, uh, we all know boils water, right? <laughs> So if you put water in there, it'll boil. Well, it also boils blood. So it, it, it heats up anything you put it into. Well, what you have with that particular uh, tower, 3G, 4G, or 5G, depending on the frequency it's being used, uh, 4G operates at 2.4 gigahertz. Uh, 5G operates at 8.4 gigahertz. We quant. They quant we quantum leak at 26 gigahertz, uh, and you're pretty much dead after that, you know. So it's the capacity of this this tower uh, would be equivalent to five nuclear bombs within a 25 radius if it was to unyield its its complete source of power. It's like having oh, thousands of microwave ovens on top of it. Uh, of a stick uh, when you think of uh, when you think of uh, this uh, three megawatts uh, capability and that's uh, you know kilowatts that's uh, you know that's uh, equivalent to you know a tremendous amount of of uh, of energy that can that can come off that tower and so what you end up with is something that could be used as uh, a directed energy weapon. And I believe this is what was happening in Wuhan when they introduced the graphene, which was the whole point of the lab uh, here again in the delivery system of the graphene, which I think the best way for people to understand this is kind of like a truck, you know, and a truck has a driver. And the driver knows the destination it's going, and in the truck is is the goods that are going to be delivered. Well, well, the truck is the this these nanobots, these these nanodots, these nanolipid uh, capsids that contain what's in the truck. And what's in the truck? What's in the truck is is graphene. And graphene, you just have to look it up. I mean, it's it's not only uh, cytotoxic, which it destroys the cell, but it destroys it also alters the genetic. It destroys the genetics, but it's also magnetic. So, any studies that have been done with graphene have failed because they end up destroying the life of that particular. Uh, in in when we're talking about uh, in in vivo. It, it just has never been successful. So it's been taken off the tables for something that could be, you know, delivering drugs, let's say chemotherapy and cancer, because it, because the material ends up killing you. You know, you know, you deliver the drugs at the same time, you've just exposed 
the body to a to a toxic substance. And so uh, you, you didn't die from cancer. You died from graphene poisoning. And this this is the huge problem. So now I I don't have these connections, but I, I would assume that that the research then changed from as a material that could deliver, you know, treatments to a material that could act as a biosensor to connect humans to the Internet of Things or Internet of Bodies and using that material in a transhumanistic have the capabilities to, you know, to once connected to literally allow those who are in control of that technology to contact, trace you, or to send messages to your brain. Because when you look at the material uh, and this driver, by the way, the driver in the truck that's the DNA, that's the RNA, that's the genetic material that's been modified. So he said, what, what is our, what is mRNA? What's, what's its purpose? Is, is its purpose to, to alter the genetics to make us transhuman? Uh, <laughs> no, it's too fragile. You know, no, the, its purpose is, is to drive in small amounts, to drive this package to specific areas of the body which have been targeted. So this is why you're finding it ending up in the reproductive organs, in the heart, and also in the brain. So am I understanding correctly that when you say that, you know, I'm familiar with the Internet of Things, right? You've got your your Nest camera, you have your ring door, you have a smart washing machine that tells you when 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 your clothes are ready for the next cycle, you have a smart fridge, you know, they, they talk a lot about the Internet of Things, but what you're talking about here is the Internet of Bodies. And so if I'm correct in understanding this, that basically they have this 5G network, which gives them the ability to send and receive a lot of data you know, like at, a, at a huge amount of time. And so if someone had the vaccine, it's almost as if they're, you're putting the same components in this graphene oxide can act as some sort of transmitter, the same way that my phone, my iPhone, receives a signal from the cell tower, which can send me a picture, or it can tell my phone to call mm-hmm. you know, activate the the you know the alarm if it's doing something or if I've needed a phone call. So that basically that what's happening through this mRNA technology, which then delivers this graphene oxide into say the brain, for instance, or the ovaries or the heart, that basically that in the same way a cell tower can control a cell phone or track a cell phone, like if someone stole my cell phone, I could go track it and see, oh, I can see it driving down the highway, for instance, that they are able to, basically they're turning a human body into a computer. Is that, I mean, it seems a little bit weird to say, but is that basically what's happening? Yeah, it's AI, it's artificial intelligence, and that's why, uh, Biden, who who signed uh, this uh, directive uh, in September uh, September twenty second of of two thousand twenty two, and it's called the genetic bioengineering or the writing circuitry of human cells for five G or artificial intelligence supercomputer connection. Now this is this was 
you know, when you look at it initially, uh, this executive order allowed for more funding for doing more research on connecting. It's called the, the Brain Initiative, but they did it under, under the guise of what is called the Moonshot. The Moonshot was developed to raise uh, funds or to get Congress to pass resources to be able to do more cancer research to find the cure. Well, guess what, folks? <laughs> there will be no cure for cancer ever unless we totally remove the politicians from really what their outcome is because that's, that is just a shield for what they're really attempting to do, and that's to move funds based on pulling heartstrings because we all know somebody that's been lost from cancer. So we need to allocate money for cancer, which is not being used for cancer research. It's being used for biotechnology research to discuss, not to discuss, but to, to, you know, to find ways to connect human beings to artificial intelligence to be able to control them. And both not not only control them where you're going, but also control it in what you're thinking. So, you know, our thoughts no longer become our own. These thoughts are being sent, you know, through these, from these cell towers, from the supercomputers to the cell towers, to your biochip. Now, we know cell phones are getting smaller and smaller over the years. And then, you know, we see these little disks that we put into our cell phones, as, as you mentioned. But here again, these these disks now, these, these biosensors are now in the nano range. So now they can be inside your brain cells, inside your heart cells, inside your reproductive cells. And from that perspective, from a medical perspective, you could actually do testing remotely for blood pressure, for blood sugars, for pH, for, for you know, biochemistry, you know, for the chemistry of your body fluids, you know, checking your electrolytes, what have you. That sounds wonderful. But the problem with that is the material that's being used is cytotoxic, genotoxic, and magnetic toxic. And its end result being controlled by just a few people or a few companies are, are controlling information. And so this is what kind of led to, you know, this inquiry about what are the ingredients in these inoculations and what are their purpose and tension that was revealed through this uh, Biden document that we just looked at that was signed in September, that the funds that are being used are not for cancer, they're for, you know, doing more research in this brain initiative and heart initiative and reproductive initiative in order for bad actors, you know, because... I, I believe this with all my heart. As soon as you give power to a human being, they 
began initiating unrighteous dominion over those people, you know, and, uh, and you have to say amen to that, to that authority, you know, but once you give people authority over others, no sooner do they begin exercising unrighteous dominion over those people. And this is what we're seeing right now. Uh, and those who are in control are trying to keep that control because these protocols, which are wrapped up, you know, in, in these, these bills that are being passed, in these presidential, you know, initiatives that are being signed in, not to law, but are being initiated, uh, you know, should be left to Congress to pass. But here again, uh, this is what we're up against. So the Brain Initiative uh, has some worthy goals uh, to help those paraplegics or those who don't have control over their body parts to reconnect all that. That's all good. But the material that is being used is rejected. So when you receive this material that's being driven through various vectors, parasite vectors, insect vectors like mosquitoes, uh, and they're driving this nanotechnology, which is contained within, within a lipid membrane that's encoded with polyethylene glycol that can be traced by, you know, an enzyme, a peptide called, you know, called, uh, luciferase that is fluorescent for tracking purposes this is how they know who's been vaccinated or inoculated or or jabbed or not jabbed and and by the way just so everyone's clear about this these are not vaccines okay and i don't agree with any of them because i don't i don't agree with with the whole immunity theory and that's a whole another discussion but just briefly, white cells, particularly lymphocytes, are at the back end of immunity. The, the main organ that protects us is the stomach and its main production of sodium potassium bicarbonate and maintaining the alkaline design of the body fluids is the basis of true immunity. A true immunity is purity and cleanliness of the internal fluids of the body of which, you know, we're only paying attention to about 10%, and those are called vascular fluids. You know, uh, there's this great body of ocean that's being ignored. And I was happy, by the way, to actually see research and research funding and published papers now that they have, and we've been doing this for over a decade, that they have found a way of extracting the interstitial fluids so that these fluids can be monitored and compared to the fluids of the of the blood. So am I understanding correctly that basically everyone looks at oh you take your blood and you and you measure the you know, the elements and the balance of you know acidity etc to look at your health from your blood but the blood actually is it pales in compar- in comparison to the interstitial fluids which you say is, is had said is actually the largest organ in the body right basically and it's these it's all the other fluids cuz you think about it our body is mostly 
water, but it's not mostly blood. And so it's all these no. other fluids together that if those are too acidic, for instance, that that's a massive indicator. So that basically it's that fluid in the body that is being poisoned in addition to the blood, but this is how they're manipulating mm. these bodies. Is that correct? Yeah, it's it, it's it's like fish in the ocean. Uh, you know, the fish have fluids that you can test inside their body, but the big body that affects the fish is what they're swimming in. Mm. That's interstitial fluid. The analogy is the fish is the body cell, and the body cell is swimming in fluid, and that fluid is being ignored. But that is that fluid is the genesis of all sickness and disease. It's the genesis of how to manage and maintain it, your health and how to protect against any particular disease. But it, it is so revealing, it actually will show you what's working and what's not working. Because anything that pollutes or breaks down cellular body cells, you know, you can look at the after effects of, of some of these toxins that are being spilled back into the blood. But the, the blood has a very narrow range of pH. And its, its electrical energy is very sensitive at negative 20 millivolts, where the interstitial fluid has a pH of 8.4 to 9 at 100 and you know, we're talking about 80 up to 100, negative 80 to 160 millivolts, particularly when the body's trying to heal. And the body can't heal if you don't have the proper environment. The body can't heal if the right fields of energy aren't there. So you have to be really, really careful with what you're listening to, because if you're not comparing 100% of the body fluids in relationship to how they're affecting the body cells, then how do you really know that something is really effective and, and, and safe, safe and effective or actually harming you? And that's why we know what we know. And, and what should concern you is those who are talking about what they know. I'm concerned about what they don't know. And what they don't know is, is what true immunity is what they don't know is the electromagnetic biofield fields and the chemistry of this, particularly the interstitial fluid, because they don't teach that in medical school. That would be a scary thing for those who are controlling, you know, the curriculum at medical school, because it would be damning if people started researching, you know, the entire system and and also evaluating the interstitial fluids which make which is called the colloidal connective tissue of the shot which is the largest organ of the human body and some said well where did you learn that i says you know i was taught that in germany not in the united states and i learned it in the 80s and i've been researching it with my research team for several decades. So we we can do a non-invasive interstitial fluid test and actually determine the pH, determine the biochemistry, see what antioxidants, see what poisons are there, over 150 parameters without taking out one drop of interstitial fluid. And so some very, very smart people 
you know, physicists who developed the technology to be able to read this. This technology exists. The question I want you to think of is why do not why do you not have access to this technology? Well, it makes me think for for two reasons. Well, two primary reasons is one is because they don't want to know how this technology or how this knowledge can be used to heal us, but that they also, the people that know this information and are hiding it, don't want us to know how it can be used against us. For instance, looking at EMFs, right, electromagnetic frequency, and how the body responds to that, they don't want us to look at those things, right? Um, which makes me think, you know, with, with the picture that you're painting, as I'm piecing together all this, because you know, from from basically day one of of COVID, okay. all my red uh, my you know, red flags are going off. It was like, okay, there's something wrong here. Is this okay? This is not. There's an agenda behind this. Let's you know dig in. Once the you know the vaccine came out again, it was even further. Okay, what's behind this? What's you know what are they doing? You know, is COVID the scare of COVID just part of the scare to get everyone to get the vaccine to get the payload that they could then distribute whatever technology whatever bioweapon they wanted to. And, you know, I've, I've studied Klaus Schwab a lot and you looked into the fourth industrial Re- revolution, the, um, you know, you've all know Harari and the transhumanist stuff. And so like, as I piece all this together, it's like, they don't want us to know this information because they're using their knowledge and, and of the human body and how it operates and how it responds to this technology, such as 5g or other EMFs to, if I understand correctly, to herd us into this transhumanist future where we look at movies like Minority Report, um, where, you know, where they're monitoring thoughts remotely of people to see who's going to commit a crime, um, or 1984, where you, know, you can actually commit a thought crime. And I mean, do you think that that's where this is leading to? It's that, especially as it relates to turning the human body into this receptor that can be monitored and tracked, that this is really part of a what they'd call a technocracy, where everyone is really ruled by this technology. Well, Seth, you're, you're absolutely correct. In fact, it's not leading to; it's already here. The technology's here. They're just fine tuning it and trying to develop resources to develop more vectors so it can literally, I even hesitate using the word, infect more people, you know, inject more people, you know, in other words, expose more people. So you've got the concerns of aerosoling. You've got the, uh, you've got the concerns of water contamination. Yes. Graphene's in the water. <laughs> Guess what? Aluminum's in the water. Titanium's in the water in the nano form. And the, the thing that's so da- dangerous about nano is, is there's no barriers anymore to stop it from going through. It passes through everything, just as the magnetic field. The magnetic field passes through everything. So you can't run from it because the matrix has been set up. So we're all exposed to a lesser, greater degree. But now with the graphene, you can target that exposure. So for whatever reason, you have a bad thought or bad action, no more prisons. You can be imprisoned within your own body now. And if you want to, if they want to eliminate you, no more, 
electric chairs, no more nuclear bombs. All you, all they do is zap you. They just direct an energy weapon. I was hit about three weeks ago. I never get sick. But when, when you know the symptoms and you know the symptoms of radiation poisoning, you know one. I know you know what. Name one. A foggy headed, I know, is one of them. Hi, you know, like okay, high, so lightheaded or dizziness. You know, fast heartbeat, irregular heartbeat. What about a dry cough? How about I can't breathe? I want, I'm taking, I'm trying to get, I can't breathe. That, that, that is the classic thing when you're being hit with radiation. It immediately causes the cascade of clotting, pathological blood coagulation, which leads to hypercapnia, which is increase of carbon carbon dioxide, and or hypoxia, uh, oxygen deprivation, and you're grasping for air. That's what happened in Wuhan. The rest is just is just a make believe. There wasn't a a virus that was released from the lab. That's crazy. Is that that is that all? Part okay, of this, the and then it popped on operation. a plane and somehow traveled to the United States and other places. That's crazy. It's crazy talk. What happened in Wuhan was what the true meaning of the word Corona means. Okay. Corona means radiation. Virus is poisoning. Virus means poison. You put coronavirus together, you have exactly the true meaning of what is happening. Radiation poisoning. And so when you're exposed to microwave ovens, here again, that are operating at 2.4 gigahertz, and you would never put your head in there, let alone your body. I mean, let alone your blood. As a kid, my I mean, mom always stuff. told me, don't stare at the microwave. Don't get your face too close to the TV. Like These were things that we were taught. And, and, and when you say that, I, it brings me back to, to the 60s when we were told by, when I was told by my parents that we needed to, to social distance ourselves at six feet away from the TV. Uh, and we've gone far beyond the Environmental Protection Agency's exposure limits. I mean, by thousands of times. And we, we, we carry these things around in our pockets. That, that right there is not a smartphone. It's a stupid phone. It makes you stupid because it provides a link that emits radiation that affects your cognitive functions, that affects your metabolism, that affects the, you, you know, the ability for you to, to, to reproduce blood. And so when you're, when you're looking at all this, uh, and that phone may be operating right now at 2.4 gigahertz or 8.4, you're fried at 26. But it, what it does, it begins to boil your blood where things start heating up, things start breaking down. And what happens when it starts heating up, that begins to activate the graphene 
in its ability to begin to self-assemble it. And that's when you start getting these grand, these larger graphene symplasts. Uh, and this is what eventually leads to, you know, the damage to the epithelial protective cells on the lining of your blood vessels. It leads to exposure, the basement rem- membrane. It leads to the to disseminated intravascular coagulation or pathological blood coagulation, which leads to pulmonary embolism, which leads to death. Okay, so these are blood clots that are forming because you are you have been contaminated, uh, and and of course the body does everything it can to get rid of it. It takes about forty eight hours to get rid of. But our exposures are, are, and the vectors of that exposure are, are, are significant. And because of the size of the technology and be, uh, of the particles, it can go in to the fatty tissues, i.e. the brain. And so the body can't get rid of them. It's now inside the cells. And I've seen it inside, I've taken pictures of it inside the white blood cells, inside the red blood cells, and they literally take it up as a protective mechanism. It creates what is called a Heinz body in the blood. And these things are just ready to explode. And then you, you couple that with the eggs of Trypanosoma cusi parasites that are hatching inside your body. We're now seeing in the Western Hemisphere, at least my estimation, over 90% of all humans in the Western Hemisphere, and of course, I would say that would be the case in the Eastern Hemisphere, are now infected with these parasites. Uh, so when you're looking at live blood and you're looking at or you're testing using specific testing mechanisms to test for these things, uh, it, uh, it's just one thing on top of another thing uh, that is making people sick. And this is why people are dropping dead. And I just received an email from a good friend in New Zealand. And he, he wrote me, he says, you know, Dr. Young, I'm so thankful. I listened to you and I, I, I you know, I, I follow the, the lifestyle, the, the pH miracle alkaline lifestyle. And I, I protected myself and my family because it's unbelievable what's happening in New Zealand. People are, are just dropping over dead, and it's not being reported. They're dropping like flies, dead. And by the way, flies and mosquitoes carry this material as well. So it's you know you and ticks, you know. So uh, you know this uh, exposure is has many many vectors. So, yes, you have to question where you're going to get on an airplane and be exposed to, you know, maybe this material being filtered into the into the into the circulation of the air in the plane. Uh, But the problem is you're exposed to 150 to 300 milligauss of magnetic uh, radiation that anybody that's on a plane for for several hours walks off with. Wait a minute. Why am I? feet enlarged why can't i put my shoes on i took them off and now you know they're tight you know why am i so tired these are all symptoms of radiation poisoning so when we are fatigued and tired from being on a plane particularly with international flights 
is because of the exposure to the electromagnetic fields, particularly the magnetic fields, which know no barriers. And people that have graphene, it's now pulsating and amplifying. And we're going to see more and more people dying. We know that pilots have had this problem, and we've all read about it. But it's, you know, it, 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 if you've been inoculated, there's a high chance, particularly if you've been boosted, you have a 1 in 200 chance of being affected with this on the first inoculation. It jumped from 1 in 4 with the second. The booster is 1 in 2. And the, and the next boost, boosters, it's, it's game over. It's 1 in 1. And that's just one vector, the injection. The jab is just one way in which this material gets into our bodies. So a question about 5G, because something that I noticed, my wife and I, especially her, she's always looking and seeing all the new 5G towers. And there's two points to my question. One is we've noticed these specifically going up around schools and hospitals. You look at a middle school, they're full of these towers. Yeah, well, there's about a thousand now uh, showing up in in uh, each major city around the world. So when we're looking at at this and, and, and the exposure, when we're talking about this exposure to radiation, uh, it, it is quite quite real because the matrix within in major cities. Some some people will ask me, I said, well, what do you do? So we have to realize when you're being exposed to these these magnetic fields uh, because you feel lightheaded, you feel dizzy, you have loss of energy, you have a dry cough, or you start gasping for air. You have to get out of that environment. I mean, and when you look at the exposure, just you know, a few minutes of exposure of talking on the phone near your head. And when you're using a technology called thermography, which actually shows the the heat coming off your body, you can see from from here on the left side, you can see the exposure of that magnetic field around the head. Okay, and and here you can see it when it's not. So you you have to get out of that field. And if you don't, and, and if you're suffering from headaches, if you're suffering, you know, from shallow breathing or lightheadedness or dizziness, and this seems to be, you know, a condition that's happening on a regular basis, you know, an acute condition, uh, you have to move, you have to get away from these towers, and and having a a smart car and a smart refrigerator. And, and a smart meter does not does not profit you in the way of good health because it's putting off fields of energy by simply just taking you know a tri-field meter and and measuring for example right here if i measure uh the the field of energy we're looking at at the magnetic field at 285 milligauss. Well, it's already been determined that one to three milligauss and three milligauss to five milligauss is the, is the limit. Anything above that causes cancer, causes degeneration. 
So the more you're exposed to the technology, the more at risk you are. So quick story you, you, you for can, you. yeah. I'll say that. So my wife, who's much more sensitive to, this, to these um, magnetic you know, fields, et cetera, than I am, we replaced our fridge and we got a new fridge and we hadn't connected it up. She was cleaning out that she was kind of organizing the new fridge and she had the doors open. She's in there for five or 10 minutes, you know, getting things organized. And she got, she was lightheaded. She had like her heart rate, her heart was racing. And we have an EMF reader. I mean, we have one of the same little devices that you have that we bought to measure. And she went and we put it up against the fridge. And it was off the charts, the amount of uh, you know radiation it was emitting. And so then we, we figured out how to disable the Wi-Fi because it was a smart fridge and it was searching for a Wi-Fi signal. And we turned it off and it dropped almost to nothing. And so, mm-hmm. and that was just one example um, of, and so we've walked around the house and looked at, okay, where do we, you know, we, we put the, we put the router in the basement, you know, we, we, we've tried everything we can to get away from this stuff as much as we can, but you know, this is, it's, it's a very real, it's just a very real thing that that's affecting people. Yeah. So you, you need to hardwire, you need to abandon Wi-Fi, and, and you need to go with uh, fiber optics and uh, to cut down the the uh, radiation poisoning. And we're talking about radio waves and microwaves, but uh, here again, 4G operates at 2.4 gigahertz, uh, which is identical to what microwaves operate at. So then when you look at cell towers, which is like, you know, 3,000 to 300,000 microwave ovens of radiation potential that can be directed, you know, within a radius of 25 miles. And then when you're dealing with a thousand of those in large, large, every, every large city now in the world has these death towers. Uh, once you have the graphene in your body, then you have the material, just like with your cell phone, which has an IP address, to literally uh, get a Bluetooth address, a MAC address. And I've given instructions in my my last uh, Rumble uh, video and also my last about how you can test if you've been biochipped. If you literally have graphene in your body or these biosensing type materials uh then then you'll be connected you you have been connected and it it will actually show up a a um, mac address for you which is separate from your uh address for your phone so what where do you think this is headed i mean do you think that you know we've we've if you look at the georgia guidestones and you know the the, the you know the the you know, the talks about depopulation i mean is this something where whoever's at the helm of this could just turn on a switch and just kind of dial up these 5g towers and you might see you could see say there's a million people in a city that you could see them dial it up and maybe 10,000 is drop dead Instantly, is that is that the kind of technology that this is? 
Well, like they they can they can really be deceptive about this because they can dial it up into specific communities or uh, towns or in cities, and they can direct it specifically to an area of people. Well, yes, we had an outbreak in in uh, Australia, you know, in a specific area, uh, Melbourne, uh, or we had a breakout in London, you know, in a specific area. So it can be very specific as if someone has somehow infected others, but we're not talking about infection. We're talking about, and the question comes in, well, is this contagious? And the answer is absolutely not. Well, then why if I go to a party or to a crowd that this is a, this is affecting me? And the reason is because those who carry this material are transmitting radiation that affects you. So it's not it's not the spike protein shedding like a lot of us have believed that you're. That it's actually that they're almost it's almost as if you're standing next to a 5G cell tower. And it gives you the feeling of that radiation poisoning. It's just that that bot, that, that person who's on his third booster has so much graphene oxide that he's amplifying the radiation. Basically, is is that is that? Yeah, what... they're picking up they're picking up the signals, uh, and that's being then amplified. Uh, so they're human human towers now. They're transhuman. And they're picking up frequencies that are being directed to a person or persons that are now affecting others. And those who feel that, whether they have graphene or not, those who have graphene are going to feel it at a higher level. And those who don't will start feeling the symptoms of lightheadedness, of dizziness, of, you know, the pathological blood coagulation systems of cold hands, cold feet. You see, these are the initial symptoms that then increase to shallow breathing, to rapid heartbeat, you know, to, you know, I can't, I got to get out of here. I I can't breathe, you know, uh, to dry cough. You know, you're basically choking on your, your own waste products. So this is what happens. Uh, and I've written and published articles on this. Uh, as it relates to a few uh, severe acute respiratory problems associated with COVID is the boiling of the interstitial fluids due to chemical and radiation poisoning that's causing, you know, this, the body's inability to remove its own waste and to pick up new oxygen to deliver that out to the body cells. So people are dropping over dead not because they've been infected, is because they've been transmitted a toxic field of energy that's coming off the cell tower directly to them or off cell towers that are coming off them. So yes, you you have to you have to to test for this. And you know, I mean some some people have been on the inter- internet after the shot, and then many weeks or months after the shot, attaching magnets to their body. Yeah, I've seen that. Because graphene is electromagnetic. So they're able to attach not only to the arm where the shot or the jab was given, but they can attach it to the other arm. Because once you inject, 
that material goes into the interstitial fluid is like the freeway of the of fluids of the whole body. It's the it's the ocean of the body and it travels everywhere. Kind of like what happened to Fukushima. When it went off, all that dumping that went in, you know, radiation traveled all the way to the coast of California. And so people are getting sick. And, and that's why I will not go in to, because it hasn't stopped. I won't go in to the waters, uh, the Pacific Ocean, or even the waters in Hawaii, because you're putting yourself at risk with gamma radiation. And, and one of the other symptoms that people need to wear about, uh, know about this is, is thyroid cysts and thyroid tumors and the dysfunction of the thyroid. And, and you don't solve this with hormone replacement therapy. You have to solve it by neutralizing the radiation since your, your bot, your thyroid regulates your metabolism with potassium iodine and potassium iodide. And that's, and our own government just purchased 25, 29 billion, billion pounds of potassium iodide. And the reason they, uh, and iodine, the reason they, or iodine, I I don't know if it was iodine or iodine, but it's potassium iodine. And the reason for that is because it protects you against gamma radiation, which we are being exposed to. Because gamma radiation, cesium-137, gamma radiation is showing up in these inoculations and is showing up in the blood of those who have been inoculated. And you can't be around these people. Just like you cannot be around Chernobyl. Just like you cannot be around Fukushima. Because it, they're transmitting gamma, it's transmitting gamma radiation. Which, which is, is not going to be resolved for hundreds of years. So people are getting sick. People are dying. Not because they're infectious, not because they were exposed to some, you know, virus, which has never been purified or isolated, never been identified, never been shown to exist. HIV, Ebola, you name them, polio, you know, all of it. The whole industry, viral theory, is scientism. It's fake science. It's all, it's, it's, it's sleight of hand. Look over here. Don't look over here. So when people remember the people that were were stuck out on the on the love boat, yeah, the cruise ship, you right? know, yep. at the the cruise ship, yeah, the, whatever they want to call it. I don't want to use the name, but I'll call it the love boat. Yeah, and, and, and guess what they had on? They just installed prior to going out to sea, five G, five G towers, five G. But you don't have to have five G. Four G works just as good. See, 2.4 gigahertz versus 8.4 and up. I say, you can still kill somebody at 2.4. Even at 3G. You don't need 5G. 5G just does it quicker. You know, because, you know, the field of energy and that hit, that field, that magnetic field that hits you. And you, you can feel it. When you know these symptoms, you can feel it when you walk into it. And I walked into one of these newfangled, you know, wired grocery stores with the shopping carts that are all smart. And, and, and as soon as you pick something up and put it in the back, I mean, I had to turn around and walk out. 
I mean, I, I felt this total darkness come over me. Like I, like I was going to lose consciousness Wow! because of the amount of radiation that's in that store. And it's not just the fact that I was feeling it, but the food is being exposed to it. Oh yeah. Yeah. Even if you're buying organic, I mean, produce. I'm not going to, I'm not going to name the name, but you, you know, who's been promoting this, this shopping basket, you know, that, you know, the no, no more checkout stations. Oh, I course. mean, you, you just put it in. I, I mean, you know, you know, the name of this, of, of the, not only the company, but the people behind this. So, and, and, and those are, those are what I call smart stores, but they're death stores. And particularly those who are vulnerable are those unknowing people who don't realize that they've been biochipped with graphene, with ferric oxide, with graphene oxide, uh, with some of the newfangled inoculations that they're putting into the flu shot. Same problem. It's just magnified. So there, there's no delineation. The outcome of the whole inoculation program is to connect all living souls to the Internet of bodies, being able to track, control, and to eliminate, period. So now the hospitals, you know, which are being paid hundreds of thousands of dollars to diagnose this as a viral infection, you know, those good souls that are doing autopsies and literally revealing the fact of, you know, the vax clots that are being created that are synthetic, you know, so you got, you've got inorganic and organic material, you know, synthetic materials within those clots um, and parasites, by the way. Parasites, string parasites. I don't. I don't know if you've seen these things or not. I mean, I mean I've interviewed Dr. Jane Ruby, and, and she showed some of the pictures of what the embalmers are pulling out, and and it's 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 not human. Yeah, I mean, this is what's on top of that article. I mean, look at this capsid of string strings. These are called string parasites, and they can elongate and become as long as several feet long. And behind me, right here, is the graphene ferric oxide in the blood. And so what you have is a combination. And it's you can't survive this unless you have the knowledge and a specific knowledge to survive this. How do you protect your internal environment? How do you keep it pure and clean? You know, and all I can do is 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 encourage people uh, to read my book, The PH Miracle Revised and Updated, and read Chapter Five, read Chapter Eleven. Check out the benefits of red pine needle oil in breaking down the synthetic coat, the not synthetic, but the protective coating of these parasites. You know, and the terpenes that are contained within this to, to help people, and I'm not. I'm not suggesting or recommending. All I'm telling you is you need to check this out. This is something that I do to protect myself. And, this and is, I not have this knowledge, I wouldn't be here today. 
this is the the question that I really kind of come to in this because you know my my wife and I are both very health conscious. We you know, we just finished digging our own well on our property because we didn't want to be on the fluoride chlorine, you know, city water. We we moved out to the country, you know, we're out We've got chickens for you know, and gardens and everything. We've still got chemtrails overhead. I can't change that. We've uh, you've done everything possible to try to insulate ourselves. But you know, the real question is, what can people do to protect themselves? Obviously, avoiding the vaccine is a big one. And if you've already gotten it, don't get the boosters, etc. Well, I can, yeah, I can tell you what people in in 1918 how they protected themselves. Uh, very simply, they. You know, they use borax and they use baking soda. I mean, it's very inexpensive. You're not going to get that recommendation from from the medical, yeah. you know, groups. But 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 and I, here again, this is not a recommendation. I'm just telling you what they did. They took one teaspoon of baking soda, put it in in, in 120 mLs or four ounces of water, distilled water to precipitate out all the heavy metals, but purified alkaline you know, water is also effective uh, and, and put a teaspoon of baking soda in there to, to push their pH of their, their interstitial fluid up above 8.4 because the blood has a very narrow range at 7.365 to 7.40. So any excess is going to the interstitial fluid and the interstitial fluid pH is at 8.5 to 9. And the way you can test it without, because your doctor's not going to test this, even though they have a wide range from 4.5 to 9.5, I mean it's totally ridiculous because it's it's to the power of 10. So every every point you move, it's by 10 times. So if you have a pH of 4.5 and its ideal is 8.4, I mean how far away are you removed from that? 5.5, 6.5, 7.5, 8.5. Okay, that's four to the power of 10. That's 10, 100, 1,000, 10,000 times more acidic than normal. Wow. So. You know, you're going, that's not healthy to be out of balance by 10,000 times. And so you're actually peeing blood or you're peeing, you know, you're peeing orange or yellow and it should be clear. You know, because because guess what's dumping in there? The blood's dumping, the cells are dumping, everything goes into the interstitial fluid. And what comes out, urine, is a product of interstitial fluid. From where? The cells. And the blood. So can you test so you the monitor. pH of your urine to get an idea of the... The pH of your urine or even the chemistry of your urine. I mean, and don't drink it, please. I mean, this is not something you should be drinking. I mean, the, you know, you, you can't be your own filter, particularly for graphene, for nano nanoparticulates, whether it's aluminum, titanium, you know, iron, you know, all the different things they've experimented on us. You know, the best material is graphene. You know, you know that's the material that's being used as the foundation to carry other elements to the body. Uh, so it's the platform. It is the biochip. It contains the technology. It's the one that connects to the to the supercomputer that assigns you a a uh, Mac number. It's crazy because uh, you know people were talking about you know, the mark of the beast are going to microchip us and people are, you know, you look at, you know, ID, you know, I think it was ID 2020 or all the different programs to insert a microchip into your body. But 
it's almost like the vaccine is the microchip. Well, it's not a vaccine. It's it it it, it the, is the the injection. Again, it's, the the, 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 the injection is is the, is putting is is driving this truck that has been specifically instructed. So there's a driver. That driver is mRNA. It's specifically programmed to drive the payload, which is graphene, ferric oxide, and parasites to the ovaries to the gonads, to the heart, and to the brain. And 50% of this payload is going to the reproductive organs. And that's why we've seen a shift from severe acute respiratory disease to heart disease, to myocarditis, to heart attacks. And it's quite staggering that the initiation of these prior to these inoculations, the initiation where they're rolling this out and people are being affected by 5G other than what they did in China. And the hospitals there also have crematories there. So, you know, you wonder whether, wait a minute, are these death hospitals? They come in, they treat them, then they burn the bodies. Got to burn the bodies because if you burn the bodies, all you have are the ashes, all the evidence. Other than if you got, you know, because a toxicologist is not going to pick this up. I mean, you have to have a toxicologist, you know, not just just to chemically analyze this, but you're going to have to you're you're going to have to go to nanotoxicology, and I don't I don't know if there's any of those folks that exist on the planet. I may be the closest thing to it, but you, you don't learn this, you know, by going to a, a traditional college because that's all controlled and there's a lot of false narratives there that's why i didn't go to medical school because i didn't want to be taught you know I, w- I want the truth you know yeah and, and it's just not taught it's controlled i know this having having my material taught at, at uh, morehouse college school of medicine and after a year it was Deleted for sake of loss of funding by the, by the university school of medicine, and so either teach this or you lose your funding. If you teach that, you know you're going to lose your your funding. If you teach this, you'll keep your funding. And this is what happened to me at USC. You have the cure for cancer. Yes, we have the cure for cancer. Two thirteen. We can't accept the cure for cancer. We can't announce the cure for cancer. We're not going to be the university to announce the cure for cancer, even for $100 million, even for a trillion dollars. There's no price on this. doesn't matter how much money you came to the table with. We want to buy your abandoned university, your university medical school. We want to donate to the university, and we want to publish what we've been studying, okay, in conjunction with the research team at USC and our research team, the cure for cancer, which was a 24-year, 24-month study. Yes, we proved the cure for cancer. It absolutely exists. But it doesn't exist in this world because cancer, which is now significantly increased by the introduction 
of these bioweapons that are being, and, and the material is in the bioweapon being in, inoculated, injected into the blood of innocent people without any form of, of, of knowledge, concern, uh, uh, consent. Okay, they don't, they don't know. They don't know. They just trust. But you can't trust. The reason why you can't trust is because of what I'm talking about. The whole system is untrustworthy. You can't trust these three-letter acronym organizations. You can't trust them. They all lie. All of them. So you have to, you have to trust yourself. And you have to, if you're going to trust somebody else, then you're going to have to verify. Don't even trust me. Trust, yes, but verify that trust. And look at the science. So go to ph, go to, go to, uh, drrobertyoung.com. Go to my scientific blog. Ask this question. Is he charging money? Is he is he is he is he soliciting me to buy something? Absolutely not. I have no intention to trade my knowledge for money. This is all free to you. You can access this information. You can access my CV. You can access my my accreditations. You can access my peer-reviewed journal art articles. You can see that I've published over 70 books, that I've published over 3,000 articles. And you can read the articles and you can judge for yourself. What is the intention here? So okay. Real quick, I pulled up your book because you mentioned your book, The PH Miracle. Mm-hmm. What I can say to you is the original book uh, that was presented to the world initially in 2001 on the early show with, with Jane Clayson, who wrote the foreword of the book. Uh, and that book and the one that I recommended, which was the revised and updated, you can read the first book, but you have to read the second book because there's an additional 80% new information, updated information in that book. You can't read the one that's published 2001-2002. You have to read read the 2010. Focus on Chapter 5 and Chapter 11. This is is what I suggest very strongly. Uh, And start learning about the interstitial fluids. Read my published work on this. Read the published work of others. You know, and start learning about this largest organ, the most important organ of the human body that controls everything. That no one talks about. <laughs> that no one's educated about. No one knows, when I say no one, very few people even know how to test. Okay? And it's just coming to the forefront. I have a thousand page book that I want to release, but there are circumstances that have prevented me from releasing it. And hopefully next year I will release it. But I've been holding on to it for several years. And I'm glad I did in a way because I can add more to it or at least change some things because I know most people aren't going to pick up a book that's a 1,000 pages and go, oh, boy, I can't wait to read this. But there isn't a chapter in that book that's not essential for understanding 
Because in the future, as I look to the future, you're going to have to take control, personal responsibility and control of your own health. You can no longer rely on health insurance. It's worthless. Go buy accident insurance. And hope to God you never get in an accident and go to the hospital because there's an 80% chance you'll never come out. But you don't need health insurance. You don't need medicines. You need education, not medication. You need education, not vaccination. You need to take control and have the knowledge and stop relying on this pseudoscience that has literally overtaken us, this Rockefeller medical system, this Rothschild's medical system, it's literally in control of everything. And it was the health sector that it brought us the pandemic. This fake pandemic of an infectious condition that doesn't even exist. Incredible. Well, Dr. Young, you've stayed longer than I had thought, but more, you know, I, I was hoping we could get into this type of discussion. And I, I feel like that we just scratched the surface on so many things. So maybe I have to have you back on again for a continued one. I just, I, I want to thank you very, very much, not only for taking this time with me today, but for everything that you're doing, everything that you're doing to get this information out to the public, because it's needed now more than ever. So for people that want to follow what you're doing, what would you recommend to them? Is it, I know your rep, your website is just drrobertyoung.com. Is that the best place for them to, to keep in touch with what you're doing? Yeah, I mean, that is because that's where I'm posting my most recent uh, scientific articles or any updates uh, on my peer-reviewed journal articles, et cetera. That's the best place. There are some testimonies there, but I don't, I don't pay, you know, you don't need to pay a lot of attention to those other than they're interesting. They can be helpful. One of them, of course, is my own daughter uh, and what happened to her at the age of uh, 19, 20. Uh, and, and also some, some, just some wonderful people that uh, have really experienced the benefits that have been terminally ill and the reversal of their conditions because they 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 learned what they needed to learn and they started applying it and restoring and 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 their health returned uh and, and so miracles do happen uh people have asked me what is a ph miracle a ph miracle is is uh is the the effects between a cause or the cause and effect relationship so a ph miracle is understanding the cause and effect relationship uh which currently is not understand by medical savants and and what i'm suggesting you need to learn the cause and effect you're talking about an effect which are the symptoms of whatever and those symptoms have various stages which are the underlying causes what is causing this and how can you eliminate it one of the major causes now of sickness and disease is electromagnetic frequencies, pulsating electromagnetic frequencies that are destroying the quality and the quantity of our lives. 
our longevity has decreased by two to three years. People are not living as long. This is going to drop to even less than 65. It wasn't 98, 99. It's dropped by three years. The goal is 65 years or less. Okay, the only way this can be accomplished is by utilizing this technology, this biotechnology, this biochemistry, this nanotechnology, which has been instigated, which is now active, and it is functioning. And you need to be aware why for your own life and the life of those who you love and care about. The, 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 the road that leads to health, well-being, love, and peace is narrow. It is straight, and it's narrow. Just like behind me, this path. You see that path? It is straight and narrow. Don't get in the weeds. Don't get in the trees. Stay on the path of truth. It will lead you to the destiny of true love, true peace, true happiness. You know, and I don't even just think this. I know this. I've seen it for the last, you know, four decades that I've been working in this field. I'm grateful to my creator and to my family and to all my loved ones who have supported me and loved me, you know, and and encouraged me to continue on. And because of that, I'm here today. So, Seth, you know, I'm really affectionate towards your name because that was the name of my father his name was seth and so when i say seth i think i'm talking you know to not only to you but also to my father because he was a good man with a good heart and he raised a great family and and you know and and if you want to know good men and women you can judge them because it's okay to judge by their works ye shall know them are they good or are they evil that's the test not whether be not 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 whether some news agency or or some wikipedia post post but you will know the heart and soul of a person by their works that's how you know them so thank you. Those are my closing remarks. Well, thank you so much. And actually, I've got a live interview starting in 60 seconds. I have to jump to. Um, but I thank you for everything. And I look forward to having you back on again. I really appreciate what you're doing. Great, Seth. Thank you and all the best. And look forward to, to sharing our interview. So thank you. I'll make uh, sure I send it to you. All right. All the best. Take care. Take care. Bye bye. This second clip is Congressman Bill Boucher and Tucker Carlson on what the government knows about UFO reality. Tucker has definitely gone down the UFO rabbit hole. Interesting discussion. Earlier this year, Congress passed something called the UAP Disclosure Act of 2023. The law requires the U.S. government to tell the public what it knows about the countless unidentified flying objects that have been spotted in the skies above Earth over the past 3,000 years. It's designed to be, and it very well could be, a transformative piece of legislation. And it comes at a time when we can finally say with confidence 
that the most unlikely sounding theories about UFOs are actually true. Yes, these things are real. They're not all weather balloons. They're not experimental aircraft from this or any other country. Whatever they are, they are not of human origin, nor do they behave according to the laws of known physics. And yes, the U.S. government currently has physical evidence that they exist. That means wreckage of the craft as well as the bodies of the beings that flew them. Amazingly, all of this is true. We know that from the detailed testimony, much of it under oath, from several high-level whistleblowers, including longtime intel officers Lou Elizondo and Dave Grush, both of whom we've talked to. But there have been many, about 10 so far. So the question is, now that the UAP Disclosure Act has passed, when can the rest of us see the information that we paid for and in fact own? Well, not so fast, it turns out. One of the great secrets of Washington, known to everyone inside Washington, is that many of the most powerful members of Congress do not work for their constituents, much less for the rest of us, for the country at large. They are instead puppets of the most secretive federal agencies. They are controlled effectively by the permanent bureaucracy, including through bribery and blackmail. Two such members happen to be especially powerful this term. They are Congressman Mike Rogers of Alabama, who is the chairman of the House Armed Services Committee, and Congressman Mike Turner of Ohio, who is chairman of the House Intel Committee. Both of these men have been instructed to violate, in letter and in spirit, federal law, and to hide the truth about UFOs from the American public. They're working to do that right now. It is infuriating to watch this. But if you think about it for a second, it's also baffling. Why is this happening? Federal agencies have been lying about UFOs for more than 80 years. This has been a coordinated effort. It is both highly time-consuming and very expensive. Many Americans have been hurt in the process. But why? What's the point of this? Wouldn't it be a lot easier just to release the facts? Now, the conventional explanation for why they haven't been released is that the U.S. government is lying about UFOs because the truth about UFOs is too scary to reveal, that they're real, and our leaders wouldn't want to panic the population. But that's not true. In fact, it's ridiculous. Wouldn't want to terrify the population? Terrifying the population is what our government does best and most avidly. Officials regularly gin up irrational fears about COVID or white supremacy or Vladimir Putin or a dozen other topics as part of a pretty obvious control strategy. It's not like these people mind scaring you. They want to scare you and they do it every day. So why would they lie about UFOs? Well, because they're covering up a crime, obviously, and it's their crime. Someday we'll discover what that crime is. But in the meantime, here are a few questions that honest lawmakers ought to be asking. Have government agencies used tax dollars to procure advanced non-human technology? If they have, where exactly is that technology now? Has it been used for profit? How exactly has the American public benefited from that technology? And then this question, the most pressing of all. Has the U.S. government communicated directly with the beings that piloted these craft? Have American officials ever entered into any sort of agreement with them? And if so, what are the terms of that agreement? These are not random questions. They are informed questions. And at this point, Americans have a moral right to know the answers. One member of Congress who might be willing to ask those questions is Congressman Tim Burchett. He's a Republican from Knoxville. Burchett is one of the very few lawmakers in Washington who seems genuinely outraged by the cover-up in progress. Here he is the other day responding to it. 
and I was told by leadership that it was blocked by the intelligence community, not the intelligence committee, but the intelligence community. And that is a very chilling effect. If you, if you read, someone can reach through the veil of government and pierce it to the point of we do not have access to something, you've got to start asking yourself who the hell's in control. And, and I think it'd be wise for you all to start looking at some financial disclosures of some of those co corporations, some of the people who do the stonewalling in this town. I want you to think about this. Think about this, that something with the capabilities of traveling light years, not showing uh, a heat signature, and the energy capabilities of that, that would put the Pentagon out of business. We wouldn't be fighting these worthless wars overseas over oil, and American boys and girls wouldn't be dying. It would put the war pigs out of business, and they'd have to go somewhere else, and I'm all for that. Congressman Tim Burchett of Tennessee joins us now. Congressman, thanks so much for coming on. So I, I think a lot of that clip speaks for itself, but you, you are saying effectively, as I hear you, if unelected bureaucrats and defense contractors can shut down a federal law, then it's not really a democracy, then is it? No, it's not. And you're correct. They have been able to do that through their power and influence. Well, I'm really struck. Um, there is some pushback against this. I, th I think you've been the most visible and by far the most articulate. But there are some people who are bothered by this, but I've heard almost no discussion about why it's happening in the first place. Why the effort, the enormous effort to suborn the members of Congress, the committee chairman I mentioned, and the new speaker of the House, and the Senate majority leader, uh, minority leader rather, um, why? Why go to the effort to hide information that most Americans think they already know and have accepted? I think it's power, influence, corruption, money, all the things you know that run Washington. Our Pentagon just recently um, failed their sixth audit in a row. Um, they, they publicly disclosed that over half their assets are unaccounted for. Now, those assets are, you know, their automobiles, their firearms, their, I guess, personnel, everything. 50%. Could you imagine uh, anything else? And yet we've rewarded them with billions more this year for their incredible effort. And, they, and they're bragging about how well they're doing now. Um, and so you figure you know, a compartmentalized department like the Pentagon um, who has these untold billion dollar contracts with our defense contractors who want us in every dadgum war, who want us in Ukraine, who want us in everything everywhere in the world. And, um, and, and because they'll be selling more missile defense systems and things like that. You, you imagine that those, there's probably, I would say, a half a dozen of those top level contractors and uh, these corporations, multinational, and then we fund them, and we don't know where the money's going, and yet there's cost overruns, and we keep rewarding them with more. So obviously, if they were in, in possession of some of this material or a, a craft or what have you, um, the reverse engineering possibilities would be unlimited. And, and they don't want to, you know, they, they just, they can control the ebbs and flows of technology and they're on the cutting edge of it, and they don't want us out of war because if, and imagine too, as I've stated before, if you had this energy source that didn't show a heat trail that could heat yes. our homes, cool our homes in the summer, heat our homes in the winter, I mean, we'd be out of, the Pentagon will be out of business. I like call, I think I call them war pigs, but I meant to say war pimps, I believe is the, the appropriate term. I, I think, I think both fit. Yeah, I do too. I get a lot of, I get a lot of controversy. I had a call from a, High-ranking official told me one time that I probably needed to get bodies around me pretty soon after making those statements. And I, I said, yeah. "Well, I'm in Tennessee. I live in Tennessee. You don't, 
you know, anybody's out of place there, they'll they'll know it pretty quick. But but all, in all truthfulness, these groups, you know, and they and they own these politicians, you know, whether through the honeypot or just uh, hiring family members or what have you. And I don't have any firsthand knowledge of of that going on with any of those. I, but but that seems to be what's done in the past, and it's all done legally. Most of it is now, and so you've got you've got these situations, and and they don't want to change it. And they've got somebody's ear. I had an old-time lobbyist. He was, they called him the Golden Goose when I was in the state legislature. He was the liquor lobbyist, and he'd smoke that big cigar, and he'd, he'd say, Burchett, he said, I don't, need, I don't need the governor. I don't need the House, the Senate. I just need one committee chairman. And, yeah. you know, and that's the way it works. And unfortunately, we allow it to work when less than 20% of the population goes to the polls. The, the stakes in this particular story seem pretty high since... The government has evidence that we're not alone in the universe, that there is some form of intelligent life or something that is creating these crafts. They're buzzing the Earth. We don't know if they're from outer space. They're spiritual beings. I mean, we we just don't know the answer. But the government does know, but they're lying about it because why? And so does it occur that maybe the the billions of unaccounted Pentagon funds that you mentioned that turn up in every uh, accounting process, that maybe that they're not lost through incompetence. Maybe those are attached to programs that we're not allowed to know about. I completely think it's intentional, Tucker. You're exactly right, as usual. Um, you know, they've been lying about it since 1947. And then all of a sudden, we're going to pass legislation, and they're going to say, oh, well, we're going to come out and tell you the truth. I mean, this, you know, Schumer's thing, everybody's on me because I'm not really sure about the, the Schumer Amendment because it, it, it basically is modeled after the, uh, the Kennedy assassination um, right. files and the real, and here we are 60 years later and we haven't done that. I, I guess it's a good step forward, but the reality is we're going to tell them to tell us the truth after they've been lying to us and they've been funding these programs. Lou Elizondo, for instance, is the program that he was involved with for, for the longest period of time. They said it didn't exist, yet he shows up and he's got a department that works for him. And so, you know, this thing has just been going on, like I said, at least since 1947 and we know it's been going on maybe before then at some point. It's, it's a worldwide phenomena. We have, we have some of the best pilots, not, not in East Tennessee, the best pilots in the world that are telling me their crafts have been buzzed by this. You know, and I've had, I've had members of Congress say, Burchett, you know, we need to be on something important. Well, let me ask you, what's more important than something in our airspace buzzing $50, $60 million aircraft, putting American pilots at risk? and that we don't know who it is or what it is. And then we have a government that claims they don't exist. And now all of a sudden, people like yourself have brought this issue to the forefront. Over half the American public believes that they're out there. And now the Pentagon is, is smells dollars is what I think it is. That's why they're, they're putting all this out. And each department, NASA and everybody else, has their little pamphlets out now. Of, of, you know, NASA's, I think it said something about we want to do robust research. Well, you know what robust research means. They want to, they want more of your tax dollars. I just want them to come for, come forward with the with the truthful information that they've been hiding from us for decades. Do we possess this technology or don't we? And if we do, where is it? And there have been, as noted earlier, a number of pretty ominous indications over the years from apparently informed people that the U.S. government has been in direct contact with these forces, whatever they are, the people who created and flew these objects, whatever they are. But there has been direct dialogue. Um, between the U.S. government, maybe other governments, and these entities. Are you aware of that? Has anyone even asked that question to, say, the president of the United States or someone else who could answer it? 
I'm aware of it and I've talked to people about it, but it's, it's just another rabbit hole I go down. And I have to be real careful, Tucker, to be honest with you, because you would not believe the amount of research and things I've gotten poured on me from all over the world. People send me books and, and photographs and things. And of course, a lot of that is, I think it's, it's fake um, because yes. they're trying to get me to embarrass me further, I guess, in this issue, but I'm, I'm not biting on all of it. I don't usually put any of it out, actually, just because, you know, I don't know if any of it's, if it's truthful or if it's, it's a government entity putting this garbage out to, um, to uh, discredit, you know, th- this community or what have you. But it's a, it's a complete, um, it's, it's just, it's, it shows the, the mistrust the public has of our government and, and for good reason. Yeah, it's been well earned. So where is this legislation going? I mean, will there be disclosure short term? Will these two committee chairmen, the Speaker of the House, Mitch McConnell, will they shut it down? Well, the Senate passed it, um, the amendment to the National Defense Authorization Act, but it hasn't been signed into law yet. The House is in negotiations, from what I understand, over this amendment. I'll be talking to the Speaker today or tomorrow about this amendment and just telling him how important it is to this community. And and uh, transparency. That, that's really all I want is transparency. Where we're, where we're spending all this money on something, and where is it going, and why do they not trust the American public? Those are the things that people need to ask. You can, you know, as I said at the, at the hearing, I said, we're not going to bring in a UFO. We're not going to bring in little green men. But what we want is transparency. And, and unfortunately, we don't have much of that in the United States Congress because They'll, oh, look, there's another shiny object over here. They'll misdirect us over here. They'll misdirect us over there. But I believe this community is very, very in tune to what's going on and the cover up that's been going on. Yeah. I mean, if this if this is real, and it clearly is real. I mean, Ten people have come forward with security clearances to say, yes, it's real. Well, the, the, that, inter- the interesting thing about that was you said 10 and that kind of jogged my memory. We asked more than 10 people to, to testify before our committee and several of them were scared off. They were told by. Uh, their overlords or whoever at the Pentagon that know they could not come speak. And then the three that we got were dynamite, obviously, um, because that really lit the fuse. But but there's several more out there and several more have come forward. I was sent a text just as I was in here getting ready to come on your show from somebody else. But again, I have to be real careful with those because they get up there and embarrass the whole community. Then we we're we're two steps back. No, that's exactly right. And I and I think they've salted disinformation lies uh, throughout uh, this story um, in order to discredit the people um, who tell it. Last question. What you come out with a statement that we played at the beginning of this interview, pretty compelling, kind of hard to see what the counter argument is. What do your fellow members of Congress say to you about that? And what is the excuse that they give you to your face for not disclosing this information to the public? Well, as I've stated many times, there's several members have come forward to me, and some of them fairly prominent in both parties that have actually seen something as a child or in the military or other things. Um, I think now that the, the their phone lines have been lit up because the UFO community, if one thing, they are relentless and they call yeah. and they're informed and they'll, they call and, and, um, and some of them actually, you know, they've, they've called my office in support of me. And I always tell them, you know, I appreciate it, but I'm good. Y'all need to get on with the with your own congressman or your senators. And so they've they've made a great they've great made a great effort of that. And I believe now um, at Congress, even if they don't believe it, they're going to start looking into it because they know this public this this group is 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 well well versed. And I'm and I'm glad of it because you know <clears throat> the thing that 
happened to me was they um, they started this stuff, and, and and sure enough, I get home and and somebody's running a running a poll against me to figure out my weaknesses, and who do you think's doing that? So you know, and and I fully expect this to be a, an issue on the ballot next time. I mean, me being on the ballot as well, um, that that would be. Um, you know, they're going to be running that against me. But I don't I don't think they're going to get anywhere with it because I think they're, you know, they're still driving around in their 72 Vegas and their blue leisure suits with their zip-up dingo boots listening to an 8-track tape player. I think they're they're a little bit behind the times right now. Who do, who do you think, just I'm interested, who do, you, who do you think did that? Who do you think's coming after your seat for your willingness to talk about this? I think it's probably one of three people. You know, I don't know, maybe any of those people that you mentioned. Um, and there's yeah. some that, that, that there's others too. I mean, they, you figure they've got unlimited funds and that, that's what scares me about the whole thing. They have unlimited funds where they could literally buy a seat in Congress, which I know that's, that'd be naive of me to think that that's never happened in the past. But, but, um, in Tennessee, we, we are fairly independent people and it, and it, and that, that bothers me a great deal. Well, it's just interesting. I mean, that they're willing to go to that effort. You'd think they say, you know, oh, Birch and he's crazy, he believes in UFOs. But they're very threatened by this, which tells you that they've got something to hide that implicates them. That's, that's what I'm learning. Absolutely. They're threatened because people like Tucker Carlson are adding a Arab legitimacy to this thing. And they, and they know that however mil- millions of viewers that you have, uh, are watching this and they're scratching their head. And then, and then they're going home to their barber shops and some guy who's, who was in the Navy who was on an aircraft carrier and was, and saw something and was told by uh, when they got back to port that some men in some suits said, hey, you didn't see anything. This is national security. You ever bring this up, you're going to the federal penitentiary and break rocks for the rest of your life. You know, those stories are coming out daily and it's and it's happening more and more. And so I think they're 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 taking a step back now. Well, I appreciate your bravery very much, Congressman Tim Burchett of Knoxville, Tennessee. Great to see you. Thank you very much. Thank you, Tucker. It's been a great honor. Thank you, brother. Dolores Cannon wrote over 15 books on a huge variety of subjects that she encountered being a hypnotherapist. If you do not know about her, she is considered a rock star in the metaphysical world. You likely will find this information very heartening. You are not a body. You have a body. This is just a suit of clothes, a costume you're wearing right now to play this part, this role in this stage play that you're involved in. Everything is an illusion. Nothing is real. I've had people go through the death experiences, and after they've died and they're on the spirit side, they look back at the life and they'll say, it was just a play. I can see all the actors on stage getting ready to come out and play their parts. I can see the actors in the wings getting ready to come on. And they said, but when I was there, it was so hard and so difficult. But now that I'm on the other side, it was like a blink of an eye. We get caught up in the illusion. So you are the producer, director, and actor in your own play. You're also the script writer. But the script is being written as it goes along. You know what that means? You can change the script anytime you want. You're the writer. You're the actor. You don't like the way the scene is going? Change it. 
This is how much power we have and we don't realize it. So you're just an actor wearing a costume to play this part. But when God burst out and sent everyone out, he said, Go, my children, and learn. Learn everything there is to learn. Have every experience there is to experience. He said, there is no bad, there is no good. There's only lessons and experiences. And you choose these every time you come into a life. And what you chose to learn. We all have bad things happen in our lives. That's life. But what did you learn from it? Remember, you created it to learn something from. You made it maybe more difficult than it should have been, but you created it to learn something. And I have clients that I ask that too, and they'll say, I didn't learn anything. It was just a horrible experience. What happens then if you say, I didn't learn anything? You got to take that class over again. Earth is nothing but a school that you signed on here to experience. There are many, many schools out there because when we start out, God said, learn everything, everything that's possible, everything there is, every things you can't even imagine, and then bring it back to me. And when we're all done with all of our schools, with all of our lessons, we take all the information back downloaded into the gigantic computer that is God, that is the source. I asked them one time, well, then what does he do with it? He said, he starts over again, recreating again. So it's unending. But when you start on the schools, you go to other planets, you go to other dimensions. You have to know what all of that is like. And I proved this by taking hundreds of people. I never know where they're going to go. I think they're going to go into past life. They don't. They go on these other planets, other dimensions, and they learn whatever it is to be learned there. But when you come to Earth, they said this is the most difficult planet in the universe. It's the hardest. It's the densest. It's the heaviest. They don't want to come here. It's very, very difficult. They have a lot more fun on the other planets. And also they have a lot of fun on the spirit side. They'd like rather best better stay over there because they're learning a lot there. There's schools. There's all kinds of things on the spirit side. And I've written about all of these things in my books. But when they decide they're going to come to Earth and take on Earth's school, they're warned. This is going to be very difficult. You know this, don't you? Once you sign on for the Earth school, it's a long school. You can't get out of it until you are finished. You have to take all the grades, all the steps. You can't jump from kindergarten to college. You have to finish this class before you go to the next class. If you fail that class, there's no judgment. You just take it over again. 
And I've had many clients who are taking the same class over and over and over again. They go through maybe four or five lives with the same people, same circumstance, and they still haven't got it. You probably know people like that in your own lives, drawing the same circumstances to them time after time, the same kind of people to them time after time. Like, when are you going to get it? Now, the universe, once running all of this, and I'm glad somebody's running it, they don't care how long it takes you to pass one class, one grade. You have eternity. But do you want to take eternity to one We'll learn one little lesson while everybody else is going on to high school to college you're still stuck on the second grade if that's what you want it's your free will you can do it but if you realize you're just repeating the same class over and over again and not moving forward then it finally begins to get into your head okay I don't need to keep repeating this I'm going to move on and you go to the next class, the next grade, which may or may not be easier, may be harder, but at least it'll be different. Because there's no judging. You judge yourself. You decide yourself what you're going to learn when you come into a life. You set up the circumstances. Everybody here has been saying the same things. You choose your parents. You choose where you're going to live, the environment, what is going to be the best for you? You decide it all, but you have all these advisors over there and they're always trying to help you. They can't tell you what to do, but they can help you. Um, they said, are you sure you want to do this? And they said, oh yeah, I want to get rid of everything at once. I want to get rid of all the karma. And you pile your plate pretty full. Are you sure you want to do that? Yeah, I want to get it over with all at once. Say, okay. We'll be there to help you, but it's going to be very difficult. Because so many of us have taken so long to learn the lessons, we're caught on the wheel of karma. We haven't got it. We keep making the same mistake over and over and over again. You don't get out of anything. You have to take that lesson until you learn it. And you keep coming back with the same people, just playing different roles. You be the husband this time, I'll be the wife. Or you be the mother, I'll be the child. Maybe we can figure it out. But it's the wheel of karma. The One of the only things that Jesus came to teach us was how to get off the wheel of karma. We were going round and around and around. We were not moving upward. So he came to show us how to get off of the wheel. Of course, the only way is always with love. Love is the greatest thing there is. God, the source, is total love. And that's all they're ever trying to teach anyone. It's just that a life on earth is so much difficult. I said this is the most difficult planet in the universe. The densest, the heaviest. They say when you sign on to come here, they really admire you. You have to be very brave to take that step and to sign up on this school. So the majority of us are caught on this wheel going round and around and around for how many hundreds and thousands of lifetimes? We're not going anywhere. Now, these three waves of volunteers that have come in, 
that are volunteering, their energy is needed to help with the ascension, to help with the shifting. It is needed to help raise this. We can't do it by our, ourselves. The ones who are caught on the wheel of karma can't do it. They told me, we have tried this three times. The other times we couldn't get the critical mass and it didn't work. But now we've got it. Hundreds of thousands of volunteers have come in. We have tipped the scales and we have the critical mass now to save the world. So there you have it, another Cosmic Soup show. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you found those to be interesting and informative. And we made the range from Dr. Young and his amazing unraveling of the pandemic and everything associated with it. And for those of us that realized it was 5G was intricately involved with it, from the very beginning. It's more uh, confirmation that we were right. I'm just surprised that it took so long to actually be uh, introduced to the man. Very, very important in, in, in the scheme of what we're learning. And then we go through, well, maybe there's UFOs out there, and Tucker Carlson seems to be inclined to think so. And then we end with Dolores Cannon and her amazing... There's enough of us to save the world. And I do believe there's enough of us to save the world. But I also believe that we have to work harder at it. Today on Cosmic Reality Radio Show, we did the reading from uh, Matthew Ward for uh, December of 2023. And we were struck with the feeling that maybe his mom was talking more than you normally hear her. And she also signed it with only her name, not Matthew's also. So I think that it was a lot of uh, Suzanne Ward in it. And she was saying, you know, yes, everything is going to be absolutely fine, maybe, if we do it right. There's enough of us here to be able to make this amazing change that we need to make, and we just have to really dedicate ourselves to it. Every day now is important. Every thought now is important. We're on the brink of making major changes and bringing technology to the world that will just completely change it in a very beneficial way. The dark side will be gone and we will be able to evolve into the human society that, you know, our creator, whatever that may be in your life, in your reality, that we were made to be. We were made to be images of God, representatives of God, representatives of all that we can be as a life in general, you know, the cosmic life. So I'm so grateful to all you guys that are out here and on this uh, this mission with me. And um, yeah, we probably volunteered for it, but in the end, what an amazing story we have. You can't find learning like this when it's easy. You gotta kinda stretch the boundaries of reality to find out who and what we are. And I think we're just amazing beings and on the brink of something even 
I don't think anybody really could imagine how wonderful it can be and will be if we stay dedicated, focused, and together. Love you. Appreciate you. Be safe. And laugh a little. Laugh a lot. Dance a little. Dance a lot. You know? Let's get the celebration going. We're going to do this. We're really going to do this. You've been listening to Radio 5G, a production of CosmicReality.com. Thank you for listening.